We're back. Minds Like Minds podcast here uh, to do what we do, man. Talk that shit. I'm your host, R.L. Melpica. And I'm the co-host, Chef Definish. And uh, we got a very, very special guest. Um, very excited to have her on, Miss uh, Miss Lorelai from uh, the Third Eye with Lorelai podcast. She's an intuitive tarot reader, a writer, um, and also an empath, which us two are empaths as well. So I know we'll have a lot to talk about. How are you, Lorelai? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on here. I've been so honored to. You guys are my very first like host. For me, so I haven't been on a pod. I've been on maybe no, sorry, one other podcast, but this one is like, this one's this one's the podcast. Oh, it's definitely, it's definitely right on, right on. Yeah, Yeah. yes. Well, we appreciate that, and um, shit, you know, this is the first of many. We're we're hoping so. Absolutely. Oh yeah. But um, look, you know, uh, I I had the pleasure of being on your podcast. uh, I think about a month ago, I believe. Uh, yeah, I can't believe it's been that long. I know, already. right? Time, time is just <laughs> crazy right now. But uh, really enjoyed it and loved, loved the energy. Um, I felt like our energy connected really well. So I was like, I have to have her on Minds Like Minds. You know what I mean? Well, you're a Libra, RL. I am. Yes, Oh, I am. my God. It's, it's my you're season. Gonna, yeah, it, it is Libra season. I yes, just did is. a Crystal Corner class for Libras. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had, um, I had, I had a really great like little class for all my Libra friends and family. Nice. And I, I really do. And I don't know yours, Deshaun. I'm very interested to know what your Zodiac sign is. Cancer. <gasps> of course it is. <laughs> oh, God. You two are like the best combo. We're going to get along so good. Because I'm, I'm, I'm Pisces. Yes. Okay. So. Yes, yes, yes. We're just we're just gonna be vibing this whole time, and I'm gonna yes, love it. Are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> I yeah. agree. Well, first, first off, um, I want um, our audience to get to know you. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, you know, with you being an intuitive tarot uh, reader, as well as as well as you do some past life regression, um, and you're just very knowledgeable um, in everything on the enlightening side of the world, metaphysical side of the world. Um, tell us your journey, your story. Like, how did you get? to where you are today. Oh man, you know, it hasn't, it's been long, but then it hasn't been that long either. So I've, I've always had tarot cards and I've, you know, but I've always been religious too. So like, you know, it was kind of a weird thing. It was sort of like that naughty thing that you do on the side that you don't really talk about. <laughs> right. Can that, really can that coexist in the same space? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. She's she's a good girl, but she also does. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So you know, I I just kept on the side as sort of like for me, it was just another form of prayer. So you know, I didn't have a really rigid mindset with stuff. You know, I like I didn't care if anybody was gay. I didn't care if anybody like had an abortion. I didn't care about any of that. I was just kind of like. Mm. You know, I'm good with God. I'm good with Christ. I'm good with all that stuff, you know, whatever. And but I and I have my tarot cards. And to me, that was like another way of seeking out um, information. And um, just like I said, like kind of like prayer. And so um, <clears throat> as I go along my years, um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I come to the place that I work at right now. And um, one of the ladies was talking about needing a tarot read. And she was and I said, well, I mean, I. I could do a tarot read on you if you want. She was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I could totally do that for you. Like, right, right, <laughs> no right. big deal. And so, 
so we sit down and we do this tarot read and she's just like oh my god this is the best thing and i'm like cool man like i I'm just, you know, for me, this is just me offering some additional communication, whatever it is, you know, and just kind of interpreting what's in front of me. So um, move forward a little bit. She invites me to go to visit the psychic medium. And he's, this guy now is like my mentor, my spiritual mentor. Nice. He's absolutely incredible. I give him a shout out, um, shout out. Well, I don't know if he wants me to go too public. Oh, okay, no worries, no worries. We got he does. He he's he's very he's amazing and if like I'll I'll like um like he he's like one of those people that's like if you if you if you know somebody that knows him like he he needs to know like from a person like it's very weird but like he <laughs> you have to have an in you know what I mean? for sure so, any at any rate so he we we go and um I get a reading from him and it's like the foundation just cracks open for me and everything changes and i <clears throat> now i'm getting in tune with this part of me that i haven't really stuffed down but i certainly haven't been really paying attention to i've always been able to like intuitively know and understand when things are happening but like i didn't really have a word for it or like a way to describe what that was maybe you know in the church it was like you know hearing the Holy Spirit or hearing God or whatever, but it didn't seem like that was the right word to say what it actually meant, you know? So that started really catalyzing things to happen for me. And um, I started having dreams. I started seeing angel numbers. Um, I started journaling and having all these amazing visuals and um, just connections with, with things that I didn't really quite understand. And so um as we move forward into this was in this was in um 2019 you guys oh wow so recent yeah okay a couple years ago so okay you see what i mean yeah. by it's like it's it's recent but not recent yeah at the same of course time. yeah i've always done the tarot reading but then this happened and it was just kind of like whoop off she goes so then 2020 january 2020 um my husband and i are going on a cross-country trip and um as we're going through, um, I think I talked about this with you, R.L. <laughs> the the storm in I do remember this, yes. in Oklahoma. Yes. So we leave Amarillo, Texas, and we're like, "Oh, there's a storm, so just be careful of that." And we're like, you know, these sissy lalas from California who have zero clue about what real storms are like, right, right. especially if like you're in the south. Smack dab in Tornado Alley. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God, yeah. I thought I was going to get swallowed whole by right, the right. sky and the earth. It was absolutely hellacious. It was entropy in physical form. It was unbelievable. So we're driving through sheets of rain. The cloud is like a gunmetal gray, pink lightning, hail. And then, you know, we get these amber alert sounds that are saying tornado imminent take shelter now and i'm like what the fuck do we take shelter <laughs> right right right, We're right. In the freeway and then we've got these people coming on from the entrances of the freeway just driving to like no big deal and we're like white knuckling it like oh my god we're gonna die so anyway then i realized that i wanted to do a podcast <laughs> <laughs> wow i you know we were listening to a podcast the office ladies podcast 
And I thought to myself, cut, I could so do this. Right, I could do right. a podcast. And my whole premise behind it was to reach people who were very early on in their spiritual journey and their empathic journey, because I had no idea what I was doing or what things meant like yes. Kundalini awakening, like what it was, but the difference between a psychic and a medium, you know, and how, how you can utilize tarot cards and, you know, and then also talking about aliens and talking about natural health and talking about um, adaptogens and chakras. <laughs> it was, adaptogens. So much. You heard that one before, bro? Adaptogens. You heard that before? I don't think so. Explain. What's, what's adaptogens? Oh. I'm, 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 I don't think I've ever heard that before. <laughs> So adaptogens are literally like how they sound. They help you adapt to stress. So, and there's a myriad of different ones. The more popular one is ashwagandha, which is um, a, a plant that's found in India. And it's okay. very sacred and very old. And Indians have been using it for thousands of years to help with adapting to stress in, in the body and in the energetic bodies. Do they smoke um, it? Or there's also holy, huh? Do they smoke it or burn it? How? You know, I think they probably could smoke it. I feel like there's a lot of things that you can utilize and smoke, but sure. most of the time, ashwagandha you drink is like a tea, or you can okay. um, dehydrate it and take it as a pill. Oh. Okay, okay. So it's 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 kind of like a supplement, and then you know the, all of pretty much all of the mushrooms that you see, like reishi and cordyceps, those are all adaptogens, mm. and then also. Um, Holy basil, which is really popular in a tea, which is also India based. That's all. They're all helpful in with your stress. Now, now, granted, they do very specific things with other than just stress. But in general, just to generalize them all, they help you to help your body adapt to change in what is happening with you. So it's it's important gotcha. to like look it up if you're like having issues. Which type of adaptogen would be best? Interesting. Adaptogen. Yeah, that's we had a, a nice name. Yeah, we had a, an herbalist on the show in last season, and um, mm -hmm. I'll have to ask her about some of that. Um, shout out Herbal Faye if she's listening yeah. out there. Um, but I like her name. Yeah, yeah, we do too. We do too. She she get, she's a wealth of knowledge and and all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah. All the all the natural shit. You know what I'm saying? The good shit. I like yeah. the natural shit. Yeah, exactly. The good exactly. shit. Yeah. Okay, so so you figured out you wanted to do a podcast, and obviously, um, you've done that. You've launched that. That's you know be, that's very successful for you. So so where did it go mm -hmm. from there? So um, I had no idea like how to do it. I was just kind of mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm gonna make kind of like a structure to it. I'm gonna talk about some crystals. I'm gonna talk about a, a quote, an inspirational quote, and then I'll talk about a topic. And I always wanted to have like some kind of um, like research behind it, whereas, you know, like history behind whatever the topic that I'm talking about. Um, and I always use um, books for the crystals because I have two books that I use that are really great. They're um, the Crystal Bible by Judy Hall is my favorite. Okay. Um, and she goes into a tremendous amount of detail about um, the different crystals and their metaphysical properties, healing properties, um, and how to use them in general with, with your meditative practice. Um, and then I just find a, a quote recently. I've, I, um, I've picked a quote from Jay Shetty, whom I absolutely love. He's an incredible man. Um, and then um, the topics, I just kind of randomly go by. Sometimes it's like 
like a heavier topic, like um, <laughs> the, the more recent one that I'm going to be reporting is um, like the concept of time. Okay. And how there's like in physics, there's like a, like a quantum theory between like, it's not string theory, but that there's membranes in which every decision that you make can transcend into this reality or into millions and infinite of Pot other potentiality. Um, yes. Infinite, infinite and so, potentiality. Yeah. Yes. And how time isn't this linear concept that we think right. and that it's actually like something much bigger. So it could be as complex as that, or it could be talking about codependency mm. or talking about, um, you know, psychological, like real, like setting boundaries. Yeah. Um, which I feel is like really important for people to really understand. Like, how do you know that you're in a codependent relationship? How do you know how to set barriers and find ways to, um, to protect yourself in a very loving way from other people and then from things that maybe you have addictions to, you know, and how to help yourself in a very loving and uh, meaningful way. Um, and then, talking about like Celtic wheel of the year and how the seasons change and everything. So it's, it, it goes yeah. on a lot of forever. variety. That's, that's awesome. Well, and that's why I wanted to do it because I don't feel like I'm going to be short on stuff to talk about. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. We figured that out no. as we started. And, and that's the beauty of a podcast is that like, it's, you can kind of be on your journey through the podcast. Like if you listen mm -hmm. to our earliest episodes, <laughs> You can see our infancy in certain certain things we talked about and how we continue to grow and grow and grow now on our third season, you know, um, almost 60 episodes in. In fact, this might be the 60th. This might be the 60th episode. 60th episode it's pretty so. close if not. Yeah, if not, right? So uh -huh. that's, that's, that's awesome because that's, that's the beauty of it. And, um, you know, you can kind of, there's, there's no boundaries of, of podcasting. You talk about whatever the hell you want. Um, ceiling has been blown up. Right. Have you, have you, um, you brought up when you're bringing up uh, quantum theory and, and, and more um, quantum aspects. Have you yeah. uh, read anything by Erwin Laszlo before? No. Check him out. He's got some I'm gonna. fantastic books uh, about the Kashuk field and how it relates to, to, to quantum theory. And, and did you just say the Akashic field? I did. Like the Akashic record? like the akashic records like akasha flicks our new platform oh my god my pisces <laughs> brain just exploded <laughs> yes 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 i love that oh my god i've never even heard of it so this you know i'm gonna be looking it up oh you got to you got to yeah yes definitely erwin laszlo is the truth for, for sure for sure um let me ask you this um how do you balance how or how did you and how do you balance the metaphysical with religion, because that's, I, mean, I know some people do it and, and, you know, um, you know, we've talked about Christ consciousness before and that aspect of it and looking at it from a different angle, but how do you balance it? And also how does it work with those around you? So <laughs> I feel like religion and spirituality have a lot of, of connection, but there's a tremendous difference. And when I say that is there's an aspect of religion that needs to be considered that separates itself from spirituality and that's dogma. Okay. So 
when you take the aspect of religion, like let's say, um, let's talk, let's let's take Hinduism for example. Hinduism and they have the seven chakras, and they talk about you know there are a myriad of different gods. But let's talk about just for instance the seven chakras. Mm -hmm. There's also in Christianity the seven sacraments. So, and that's thousands of years and miles of separation. And that was brought up by two incredibly different, um, you know, cultures and beings. But the fact that they created something that was so similar in, it, in, its, in its construct is, is really, really beautiful. And it's such a beautiful representation of spirituality and religion because it it talks about similar things and how the body and the soul spirit is connected and how it works together in seven different areas and <clears throat> when you take that that is how i feel religion and spirituality have kind of a beautiful connection it's when religion is taken to an extreme level where dogma is introduced where there is ceilings and limitations. Spirituality to me doesn't have limitations. It only has the freedom of thought. And when you have this, the freedom to think, you have the freedom to grow. And with dogma, you have, it's almost like a, um, you're, you're placing up an unnecessary boundary in your thought and there's rigidity that's placed. And with that, um, you you can only go so far and um i feel like that's where a lot of people have their rigid thinking and mindsets with when it comes to religion and i feel like christians don't have to be rigid they don't have to have this boundary and it's the same thing with every other religion like um muslim muslims you know, I, I know lots of really powerful Muslims that are very open-minded. They 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 pray when they when they're supposed to pray. They they eat how they are supposed to eat, and they dress the way that they want to dress. But they don't they don't impose their thought processes on anybody else. They're working within what feels good in their body, which is necessary for every person. And it is seeing that connection and honoring that diversity and that connection within each other and other people that keeps us connected and, and loving and practicing that Christ consciousness right. that we all should be kind of wanting to attain, which is unconditionally loving and connected. So dogma is really the thing in religion that is the separation from one another, in my opinion. Gotcha. That's, no, that's, that's beautifully said. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in. I, I can dig it. Yeah, I, I can dig it. Yeah, yeah. Now okay, good. <laughs> no, no, that, that's good because, um, you know, unfortunately, we live in um, a world that kind of sees everything with a, with a narrow vision. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And whether it's taking everything in the Bible literally um, or the Quran or, you know, whatever the case may be, the Egyptian book of the yep. dead, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you like that one. Did you? <laughs> uh, but it's something there. 
<laughs> well, well, hey, I'll, I'll divulge. Okay, so kind of the origins of this podcast. Um, uh, he used to be my barber, my best friend as well, but my barber. And uh, we'd have these intense discussions. Um, and I mm. was... Um, I was a pretty hardcore Christian, like conditioned, Mm -hmm. brainwashed, just heavy, right? Uh, Before I had my awakening. And, you know, he would just throw these things at me, you know, like, you know, you're taking it literal, you know, this, that, you know, check this, read this, uh, you know, (laughs) do your research on this. And I'm just like, no, I don't need to do my research. You know, I I got the Bible. That's all. And I, you know what I'm saying? Just completely conditioned. Um, but he helped me, you know what I'm saying? He really helped me open my eyes to, to, to other, to, to, to other, um, other aspects of, of just spirituality, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to always bring up the Egyptian book of the dead because he was, mm-hmm. you know, he was a proponent of their principles, which yes, they have mm-hmm. amazing principles. So we would argue back and forth about that. So me saying Egyptian book of the dead, that's why he... <laughs> Had a certain reaction there, right, right, right. But um, well, if you like, if you like Egyptian uh, religion or mythology how, or philosophy, however you want to phrase it, there's this beautiful book that I just got finished reading called the Magdalene Manuscript, hmm. and it's all about the Magdalene and her relationship with Christ and how she <laughs> practiced the sex magic of Isis. Wow! Yes, nice. So that's kind of maze balls. You should check that out. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's the beauty. You know, um, in fact, I want to start a book club just so we could all share knowledge on um, just different books that we read, different experiences we have with them. Because that's 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 an amazing book. I read a book called Christian is an African Religion, and it shows parallels between a lot of the historic Egyptian kings and a lot of the characters in the Bible. I mean, parallels down to the fact that the names in the Bible might just be used to not give out the identity of the true person. Like, it was so parallel. And it was just an mm-hmm. amazing book. And that was one of the first books I read on my journey to where I am now. Oh, my God. I'm so going to pick up that book. Too. Yeah. I'm going to have, like, a list of books. <laughs> oh, my, yeah, that's, that's what's up. That's beautiful. Yeah, I was just um, watching this uh, this documentary about dance and about <clears throat> some of the history of dance. And you know where it all stems back from? Africa. It's got it, right? Yep. Yeah. It's all from Africa. Yeah. All of the dances, they're all from Africa. And it's its just like, oh, my God, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, of course it is. <laughs> Deshaun's like, yeah, duh. Yeah, yeah, Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, even like the dances now, it's all it's all originatory from. I mean, just some of the movements. It's like, yeah, that's that's African dance <laughs> for sure. Yep, African. I mean, if you you go, you if you do the timeline of history and just see civilizations where it all started, it all it all goes back to that region of the world, um, mm-hmm. and and a lot of the philosophy, a lot of the even the science. Um, as well as religion and spirituality stems from from there, honestly. Now, now, um, when it when it branched off to India, it kind of it, it it took a different face per se. But that's what happens. I mean, like, I don't know. Have you ever heard of syncretism before? Syncretism. Yeah, well, syncretism. Sign up for me. <laughs> syncretism. I, I, I'm so infatuated by it, and I'm and I'm a rookie. I'm a, I'm a novice <laughs> at it, um, but. Basically, it talks about 
what they call the holy science, right? Which takes all major religions, identifies the parallels in all of them, ultimately to let you know that they're all one and the same. They all have the same meaning. They all say the same things. They all have the same purpose. Yet man has taken this holy science and tried to utilize it for different reasons, different uh, motives per se, which is ultimately, Mm -hmm. you know, dumbed down the individual and society based on what they wanted to do. But Mm -hmm. like syncretism, I mean, they'll show you the parallels in in everything. Um, Man, I I forgot the name of this book. I'll put it in the comment section for this specific podcast. It's something Babylon or two Babylons. That's what it's called. It's called two Mm -hmm. Babylons, which Mm -hmm. literally shows the parallels in the Bible versus what was going on in the um, Mesopotamia, uh, Mesopotamia civilization, as well as the Egyptian civilization and all the parallels there. Um, wow. So just when you start to really break it down, you start to see that, okay, you know, it's not a, not a coincidence that Krishna is the same as Zeus, is the same as Jesus, is the same as Osiris, right? It's huh. the parallels are just there. Right. And it's not by coincidence. So you start to look at the timeline. You're like, okay, well, are they talking about the same? They got to be talking about the same thing or or. These were plagiarism. This was ripped off. This was kind of taken from from, you know, the original and and made it into their own either or. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully if anybody gets mad at me, oh, well, whatever. Christianity is not that old. You know, it's not old. It's, it's not as old as some of the other ones, like Hinduism, Taoism. Nah, it's, it's, it's not. It's um, it's really kind of safe to say that, that uh, a lot of it has um, the stories have been uh, remixed, kind of rewritten, recycled, uh, recycled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like DJ Kid Capri just took it in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna yeah, add this flavor to it. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely safe to say that. <laughs> that, that has definitely motherfucking happened. Um, <laughs> but for us spiritual folk, you know, uh, us with our spirituality, I got to ask you this. Um, on top of the, the, ba- the balance that I was talking about, have you mm-hmm. had any situations with friends, family members that have looked at you kind of sideways for what you do? Or you questioned know, um, it or anything like that? <laughs> so, Yes. Um, I have, so my, my mother is very graceful. She, uh, she doesn't really hold a whole lot of credence to it. And, you know, I, that's fine. I mean, she, we're, we get along just fine with that. You know, she's very sweet and loving and kind. I do have a friend at work, however, is very, very vocal about, um, that sort of thing. And I remember saying to her when, um, I had mentioned to her that I was going to do a tarot reading on my friend and she goes, Oh, I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't want to talk about that. That's, that's evil. <laughs> and I'm like, <coughs> I looked at her and I was like, can, <coughs> when you look at me, do you see any darkness? Do you see any evil? And she's like, no. And I was like, why do you think I'd be doing something evil? I, I'm not doing anything evil, you yeah. know, just because yeah. this is the way I pray doesn't mean that the way you pray is wrong. You know, yep. it's it's just a different way of praying. You can't go yep. tell a Muslim that they're praying to the East to Muhammad that that's wrong. Yeah, she's you know? she's just um, probably was speaking with a uh, indoctrinated tongue, so that's probably what that was. She's very um, vocal, but that's just how she's been trained to talk. 
Yeah. And that's, that's fine. You know, I wasn't angry with her. I was just kind of like, girl, it's okay. There's no, there's no darkness over here. There's my shadow. I'm trying to get a handle on her. (laughs) Shadow work. Something we talk about a lot here is shadow work. And I'm glad you brought that up. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you know, one of our our biggest things is, you know, not only spirituality, but, uh, and mindfulness and mindful habits, but mental health. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just, I, I implore a lot of the mindful habits and also spirituality to help with that. You know, um, I, I, you know, there was, there was a, a, a lady I was working with that just couldn't get out of her own way at all. And, you know, the first thing I promoted to her is, have you ever talked to a psychic before? You know what I'm saying? You ever talk to it? You ever get your energy healed before? Right. You know, mm. what, what's around you? Cause there's, there's, there's five elements. You know what I'm saying? People think there's only four. They only they only think about the physical. But there's five, the, the fifth, the ether, the, the energy around us. Um, energy is everything. It, it causes us to feel a certain way. It causes us to do certain things. It causes us to act a certain way, to, to you know, um, think a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't get your energy right, it doesn't matter what pill you take. It doesn't matter how much therapy you go to. It's never going to change. Because ultimately, you're, you're operating within that energetic field. And you have, if you don't clear that energy field, if you don't have a clear field, you know, you're always going to be dealing with something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, when you're around somebody and that's the thing that's that's funny to me is people think to themselves, oh, I don't I don't know how to do any of that. But yet, you know, when they walk into a situation, you're like, I don't have a good feeling about this. I'm like, what was that? Huh? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. You can't exactly. sit there and tell me that you don't have a, a, any sort of like intuitive emotionality or sense. When you get bad feelings about things or people, it's like, come on, we have a gut instinct for a reason. And there, yeah. there is a word for that. And it's called intuition. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. 100%. So just because, and <clears throat> you know, it, that is actually, and it's a good thing that we brought that up because the gut instinct is a very grounded based psychicness. Do you know what I mean when I say mm, that? I do. It is more widely accepted. It's, it is like you can say that to somebody who's like a devout Christian right? and they're not going to look at you sideways. But heaven forbid you say, I heard my guide tell me that this is not something that I should be doing. I mean, I'll tell you what. They'll be like, you need Jesus. Hey, yeah. hey, yeah. Yeah. how many <laughs> like, people you think are in, are in a psych ward right now because they said some shit like that to the wrong person or you know what I'm saying? How? Mm-hmm. Full of Absolutely. Them. And now they're drugged so up so much that they can't even probably speak or had some yes. type of <laughs> shock, yeah. shock, uh, yeah. shock therapy. Shock therapy. Oh God. I've actually witnessed that. Oh. It's, um, yeah. Through nursing school. Uh, yeah. Electroconvulsive therapy or ECT. Um, wow. yeah, that was, um, that was a very, uh, uh, like, kind of traumatizing only because my grandmother actually um she was a paranoid schizophrenic and she actually died she she committed suicide when she was relatively young um and she had that same type of treatment she had the ect therapy and like it was just kind of like like watching her and it was an older lady that i was watching and it was just like oh fuck i can't can i be out of the psych rotation now like (laughs) i can't do it anymore wow but uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's true. It's something that is starting. Mental health is something that is starting to be a little bit more 
understood. And it's God, it is really making its presence known in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see a lot more people that are normalizing therapy, which is, I am so excited for that. For sure. Therapy for should sure. be like going to the gym. It should. It should. Sure. Be, it should. It should start in grade school. Honestly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It, you know, yeah. the knowledge of it, under understanding it, and um, I, I say this all the time: meditation should be in school. For sure. Yeah. Oh my, absolutely. Learn helping helping people learn how to balance themselves and understand what they need instead of because I feel like there's this there's this potential for people or like this 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 um like it's almost like a like a like they're you're, they're pushed to think about other people first. Yeah. Like you know you like a hero mindset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're saving everybody else. But who saves you? <clears throat> who takes care of you? Yep. Who's putting your oxygen mask on? Because nobody else is going to do it for you. You know, no matter how much your parents or your best friend or your siblings or your children love you, they're not going to give you what you need fundamentally except for you. And you're not going to realize that until you actually like get some help or meditate, sit and be within yourself, sit in your yin energetic and actually sit in that dark and, 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 and be with yourself. Yeah. And for some people that is fucking terrifying. Like it is, it is. I mean, I think it's probably terrifying because for one thing, you have to acknowledge a lot of things within yourself and, the to acknowledge that you need to change is frightening to people mm-hmm. as well because people are very mm-hmm. very afraid of change oh my god yes but it's necessary yes. it's, it's necessary it yeah. must happen it must we are we are evolving creatures yes you know not just in our our containers our you know corporeal form but in our spiritual form this is why we continue to incarnate here on earth is to change, to gain wisdom. And you can't just live in a sedentary life and gain what you need to gain. You must change. And <clears throat> it's harder for some people. I mean, it's, I think it's hard for everyone in its own right and respect. Um, but I feel like, <laughs> like the biggest thing that I feel like is really hard for people, especially moving away from their ego mind. So like, your 20s and 30s when you start to really move out of your ego mind and realize that you don't know shit <laughs> like All right. you start to realize oh god i be i i have to take responsibility for me being an asshole right now cuz nobody else is going to take responsibility for you behaving in the way that you behave or the things that you say and i certainly am not going to take responsibility for everybody else's actions you know and i feel like that's like, have you ever had anybody say, I'm sorry for hurting your feelings? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. And did they hurt the motherfuckers again? <laughs> I, I, I want to I wanna harm them. <laughs> I hate that. I'm like, don't apologize for my feelings getting hurt. Right. Apologize right. for your actions because right. they were harmful. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Take responsibility for what you have done. And a lot of people don't know how to hear that. They only know how to gaslight in those situations. Because they know. only know how to be defensive, you know? And it's like, 
and it's it's hard even for me and and as i am very like sitting in my presence and realizing that whenever i'm like with somebody and like that's what's being experienced i like take a minute it's fucking hard but i do it i swear right i take a minute and i i think to myself okay i'm hearing what they're saying to me right now and is this actually is this a truth is this a truth for me you know am i behaving this way you know like i had recently somebody told me oh you know you're not you're not you're not here all the time and you're constantly doing other things and you know all of your spiritual stuff is so important to you and I'm like well, yeah it really <laughs> is it is me you know right. but instead of instead of getting gaslighted like we tend to do as humans how we've been nurtured into becoming right um i i i took that moment to be like i'm that I, I truly am sorry that that is how some, if I was behaving that way to you, I apologize for that. That's not something I ever want to be. I don't want to not be present for you as a friend, right. even though it's like, you know, you want to be like, well, fuck you. Yeah. My spirituality is awesome. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's your problem, but you know, but that's where we have the propensity, right. Is to defend and, and do that. But it's better to actually take a minute and hear what they're saying and find out what's what's a truth in this statement right now and that in and of itself you're working with your shadow yes. in that moment yes that is shadow and it's a some yeah and it's as simple as as that just taking a minute when you're in a situation where you're either being confronted with something that you immediately jump on the defensive with take a minute to say ask yourself is there something that's true about this right now mm -hmm. that i need to be paying attention to Yes. And that's, that's the hardest. I think it's so difficult because people don't want to face their shadow. They just don't want to do it. They don't want to deal with their issues. So they would rather project. They would rather be defensive about it. They would rather act as if it doesn't exist. So mm -hmm. they can just go day by day. You know, that's why people, you know, use so many coping mechanisms. That's why people get drunk. That's why people stay high. That's why people, you know, are always looking for an outlet are not necessarily not there, but something they can grasp onto to make them run away from themselves mm. or their reality. Mm -hmm. right? And that's one of the, the toughest things. That's like when I work with people, uh, one of the first things I do is I call it break the conditioning, right? You know, break, mm -hmm. break the conditioning, basically unlearn everything you've learned because you are conditioned. I don't care who I'm talking to. I don't care. I'm talking to Sadha Guru. You've been conditioned. Let's start. Right. Let's go. And, and it's so hard. You, it, it's so surprising. Like people, they don't want to admit, well, not all people, but a majority of people don't want to admit that they're conditioned, that they're a certain way. They get defensive automatically until you start mm -hmm. pointing these things out and going through it. Then all of a sudden they step outside themselves and they're like, oh, shit. OK, so one that first acknowledgement. OK, I'm going to acknowledge that I got these issues. Once they make that acknowledgement, then you can start moving forward. But until they acknowledge it, then, you know, they're going to continue to, to basically look at life from um, not, not even their own eyes, but, but basically from their avatar's eyes. You know what I'm mm. saying? They basically create, they create an avatar for themselves and go mm -hmm. through life without ever addressing those, those internal, those, those, that shadow work, those internal issues that they have with themselves. Absolutely. See, going yeah, on was, a uh, lot. What's that? See, going on a lot. Yeah. yeah a lot. Yeah. I mean, a lot. 
it's um, and there is i don't feel there's actually it's funny you mentioned acknowledgement that's that's another episode that i'm about to record nice see damn rl we are we in sync psychic mind (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah the power of acknowledgement you know there is a tremendous amount of power there because it's almost like you start with a thought and it doesn't become powerful until you acknowledge it. Right. Until you actually look at it and you acknowledge that it's there. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, things start to become that reality in a sense, you know? Yes. Let me, let me, let me build on that for a second. Cause you talked about quantum, um, quantum mechanics and quantum physics earlier. Okay. So from a <laughs> quantum perspective, right? Mm-hmm. The observer changes the properties of what they observe. Meaning yes. when, when you're, when you observe something, that's what creates it from what it is. When you're not observing it, it is all it is, is a bunch of particles and molecules and energy basically. Right. But when yeah. you observe it, you change the properties of what you're actually observing. That is the mm-hmm. same in everything in life. So for instance, when I, when I do my meditation coaching, the first mm-hmm. thing I do is I have the individual focus and input intent one by one, each part of their body and relax it. Right. Mm-hmm. People wouldn't think, well, how do I relax my ankle? You can. When you put your intention there, you will feel the energy go to that ankle. Right. You're observing it. You're observing is not just with the eyes. It's 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 a complete all all your senses. You're putting that intent. You're putting that focus in that one spot. And then you can relax it and you'll be surprised. Holy shit, my ankle is relaxed. And then you literally do that through your entire body and realize, wow, I'm in a state of absolute relaxation because I'm, I'm relaxing every single part of my physical body. And that's, mm-hmm. that goes back to the, the quantum, uh, quantum physics, you know, which is, you know, the observer changes the properties of the, of, of the observed. So, so you do you know the theory of Schrodinger's cat? I do. <laughs> you described it perfectly. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, they have the, the theory and it's that's that is what it is. Like yeah. the cat is both alive and dead in the box. Yes. And why? And, and so, for anyone out there, there well, I guess let's let's divulge into it real quick. All right. So basically right. Schrodinger's cat is is basically like a, an example of what I just said, right? So mm-hmm. You have a cat in a box. Now, it's been told a million different ways, so I'll make it as simple as possible, right? So, cat in the box, and the way I've always been taught it was there's like a, some type of detonator in there. So, something that, that could possibly kill. Poison. Yeah, poison that, that could possibly kill the cat. But it's inside of a box, so you can't see the cat, right? So, through quantum physics, you know, the cat is both dead and alive because you're not observing it. And it has mm-hmm. infinite potentiality. So um, people are probably like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> but it's, no, it's, but it- there's infinite, infinite possibilities. But until you open that box and look at the cat, you won't know that reality. So that's, that's the whole Schrodinger's cat. So the cat is dead right. and alive. At the same time, because exactly. you have not observed it. Because what? You, got you it, have Deshaun. not observed it. Because you yeah. you have not observed it. Yeah. Until you open the box and look, you'll you won't know. So there's infinite infinite possibilities are what are, are, are of what's going on inside that box. Infinite possibilities. Infinite, yes. Just like par- just like parallel universes, infinite universes. 
right. So that is short. I actually Sounds bought like- I actually bought my dog. My dog. I have a little four year old. I bought her a little. They have a little uh, toddler book about Schrodinger's Schrodinger's cat. It's I'm, I, cute. I, I can. I mean, I could dig it because like until you until you look in the box, that's what you're saying. Until you look in the box, you don't know. So it's infinite possibilities. Like it's mm-hmm. really two possibilities. Either it's gonna be alive or it's gonna be motherfucking dead. Right. But the point is, is that you you don't know. So, and it's and and it's it's just a lesson on how, until you observe something, it doesn't exist. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. So, like outside this room, we have no idea what's what's going on outside that room until we observe it. And they've they've done. Um, uh, countless experiments on 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 on, on how that works. Um, in effect, you can YouTube and all that good stuff. I'm not going to go too far down the nerd hole. So, <laughs> I but I like the nerd hole. So. I, I love the nerd hole. Yeah, I love the nerd hole. <laughs> but at the end of the day, what we were talking about is is energy, right? Is 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 energy and um, how it affects everything and how our thoughts, how our mind, how our um, actions all all play into what our current reality is. That's where manifesting mm-hmm. comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. Never achieve it if you never if it everything comes uh, is sparked from a thought, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Thoughts become things. Yes, your mind is incredibly powerful, and you know we don't give a whole lot of um, <laughs> we don't give a whole lot of thought to how powerful our thoughts are, right? <laughs> But, you know, that's where everything originates, you know, every, every, every incredible feat of humankind has come from a thought, you know, I don't think that um, Hussein Bolt was able to run without the thought of running, you know what I mean, as fast as he can, (laughs) right? or that Michael Jordan would be a god of basketball. Until he started playing and thought to himself, oh, yeah, I could probably, I could play basketball. That sounds, that sounds awesome. Well, you <laughs> Or know, baseball or golf. Didn't he do like all of those things? Oh, he's an ultimate athlete. You know, I, I, and I, and, and it comes from really dealing with, with the shit back here in your subconscious because, you know, there's a lot of people that have dreams and aspirations. What mm-hmm. stops people from achieving those dreams and aspirations is their subconscious belief that they can't make it happen. And mm-hmm. that is the hardest thing to break through because yeah. you could say it all you want. You could have your vision boards. You could think it. But if you don't get rid of the subconscious thought and the subconscious conditioning in your, in, in your, in your mind, that's telling you, you can't. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to succeed at that. You're not supposed to be this, that. You know what I'm saying? If you can't get rid mm-hmm. of that, then you're never going to achieve it. Right. And that's the hardest part. That's where the shadow work comes in. That's where, okay, Mm -hmm. well, where did that thought come from in the first place? Oh, shit. My mom Mm -hmm. used to tell me that. Oh, shit. My community used to tell me that. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. You know, my religion used to tell me that until you can acknowledge that, break through that, eliminate that. And a lot of that, a lot of that comes from a lot of that shit is broken through past life regressions because you don't know where it came from. It could have been past lives. Oh, yeah. So you go into your past lives and and you're able to eliminate that. And all of a sudden it's not there anymore. Yep. Yeah. It's it's actually an incredibly powerful experience, you know, in in many facets of healing. I mean, for some people, they'll have pain for years and they don't know where it came from, why, why it's there. 
And like, just say, for instance, you know, they have, um, you know, they have these issues with like their, you know, their upper back or their shoulder or something like that. And they seek out regression and getting uh, regressed their past lives. And they find out that, you know, they're in World War II and they died from, you know, shrapnel getting lodged into, you know, their back and, you know, they died from bleeding out or whatever. And it's like from that knowledge, just understanding that that is what happened. And that is that scar tissue that your soul is carrying with you. And it's, it's like then your physical body can heal. And there's been countless thousands of probably even millions of people that have healed not just their etheric body, but their physical body through past life regression. There's a there's a book called um, Many Lives, Many Masters ding, by ding, Dr. Ding, Brian ding. Weiss. Yes, I love that yeah. book. I think we talked about that on your podcast. <laughs> Probably. It's, That's it's an like, amazing book, yes. It is one of the best books. I mean, he is he is literally like one of the founding fathers of past life regression therapy. And um, in the book, he talks about how he came upon it, you know, and he's this amazing physician. You know, he has this incredible education through, I think he went to Yale and Columbia university and he does psychiatry and psychology. And he, he was, um, this, uh, his colleagues sent him, he was referred, this, this woman was referred to him from his colleagues and because they, they tried all the tricks in their book and that none of the modalities were really helping her. And so he, he, he did the same thing with her. It wasn't really working. Then finally he's like, okay, let's try, let's try hypnosis. Let's just, let's just give it a go and see how it works. So he hypnotizes her and then she regresses to a past life. And it's not just one, it's like four or five different ones. Mm -hmm. And through those repeated regressions, she comes in like every week, she's slowly but surely healing herself and her soul and body and her mind, everything about her. Like every time she comes in, it's she looks better. She feels better. She's doing better. And then she's able to move into her, her own empowerment and her own purpose to what she's supposed to be doing in her life on this planet. And that is the purpose through your spiritual awakening and healing Mm -hmm. is figuring out what it is you're supposed to be doing and healing yourself from all of this bullshit that you've strapped on over the years and you're able to let it go and you're able to heal and figure out, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be doing this. Mm -hmm. And it's usually like something that you've always known that you're supposed to do or that you've always been drawn to, but you just don't pay attention to because, oh, it doesn't make enough money or, oh, it's just not the thing or whatever. But like, it's the thing. Yeah. And your whole self begins to shine and you, you live in your own empowerment and your own power from just healing yourself. And, and another amazing part of that book is when you realize that the people around you, the family around you has been around you forever. You oh, my God. Mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that part of it, you, you, when I was reading the book, you know, it gave me chills and shit. Just thinking like, you know, your, your sister could have been your mother in a previous life. And, you know, um, oh, yeah. your best friend could have been your brother, you know, whatever the case may be. And, you know, you could have been a woman, you know, you know, you, we've all had past lives as men and women. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And in and, and different parts of the world, speaking different languages. 
In fact, he had he had he had a um, a client on there that he talks about that you know uh, spoke Chinese, had an interpreter and everything, but in her past life spoke fluent English. So she's under hypnosis and she's speaking fluent English. Mm-hmm. Never spoke a word of English in her life. There has been a lot of instances of that happening where people will just start speaking in another language, and you're it's like, uh, what? <laughs> right? It's amazing. It's amazing. But do you guys feel like you guys were in a past life together? I'm sure we have. I um, I, I do. I, I feel like yeah. I, I let me yeah. All right, cool. Oh. <laughs> Go for it, brother. I don't know. I don't know what you're about to say. Um, <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I do. I do. And like my my mindset is kind of like um, we were warriors in a past life, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe not so much um, purpose or not so much meaning of what war, what it, what it was, but it, we were fighting a good fight together. We were fighting for uh, freedom. Um, mental freedom, uh, but I think that's where we kind of cross paths at 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 some point in the past life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's why our, our bond is like we're, we're pretty we're pretty in sync with one another. Like we've been like that for like the past twenty years. So it's kind of like, and I I, I do know in in a, in a past life that um, we were fighting together, and that I that I tried to save you and I didn't. I know that. Mm-hmm. And I, I never told you that before, but I know that. What? Yeah. You guys want to hear what else I kind of got? Yeah, go for it. As you were telling me that, Deshaun. Yeah. So here's the thing. Deshaun has always been like your superior in a way. Like he's your, your superior officer, but I feel like RL, you rose in ranks and he was like your mentor through that process. Like, I almost feel like at the, in the beginning, he's, he saw himself in you and in a way he was particularly hard on you, but you were so like, you, you were so um, adamant and, and so determined to, to be the best soldier, to be the best version of, of this person that you were trying to be. And he, that was the thing that he saw. We see, he saw your determination and your fire and he wanted to nurture that and help that grow. And I feel like that instance that you were talking about where, you know, he ended up passing away and you were there with him. I feel like you were like, sort of like his right-hand guy at that point. You know, you guys had worked together so much that you guys almost didn't even need to like speak in words what needed to happen <laughs> because you knew each other so well that there are so many years of training and like different battles being won. I feel like there was a lot of little things that you guys did together, but then there was like a bigger, bigger war that occurred where <clears throat> he didn't make it. Deshaun didn't make it. And you were there when he passed away. And I think that was the transition was easier because of it. Right. Yep. Right on point. <laughs> sounds, sounds right on point. I love it. I love it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love it. I can dig it. You know what I'm saying? Right on. That's what I do. That's, that's, that's my bag. I can, yeah, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can dig it. And you were deep in your bag with it. And I can respect that. I, I like it. For sure, for sure. Tell us about. Well, that's good. I know something that we talked about on your podcast before that I want to get into before we before we get out of here. Um, is you um, 
You were into Wiccan a little bit. Oh, I love Wicca. Yeah. I wouldn't. Above, so I wouldn't. Below. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like to call myself a witchy woman. I wouldn't mind, but I wouldn't call myself like a Wiccan per se, just because right. Wicca in and of itself is actually a religion. Yeah. Right. Correct. Um, witchcraft, however, so witch is um, the, the root word means wise woman. Um, and it's had a tremendous amount of stigma associated with it, where if you are a witch, you are inherently evil. Really, what witches are, are healers. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. They yeah. are connected. Bloodline of healers. Yes, a very long line of healers. And, um, <clears throat> well, let, and let, me, then, let me jump in real quick, because a, a little, little lesson to everybody out there. You, you, uh, yeah. you brought up witch, uh, meaning wise woman, right? Mm -hmm. Which, mm -hmm. if you look at the male version of that, is a wizard. Yes. A wise, a wizard. Wise. You understand? Like, right. when you start studying yeah. words, etymology, you start to understand how the perception of certain things has completely taken a different route than what it truly is. But continue. Yes. So, you know, and I think that the, the biggest issue in history with witches is that Instead of, you know, instead of looking at it as the way that it is supposed to be, which is women that understood how to care for people um, on a physical and an emotional level and on a spiritual level. Um, I think that there is a lot of, um, of uh, patriarchal dogma that was um, that really overshadowed what witchcraft is supposed to be. Right. And what that is, is and I'm not trying to be like, you know, you know, damn every man, because that's not what it is. <laughs> right. What it is in history, unfortunately, is that I feel like there was, it's all comes back to fear. And when you, when you, when you, <laughs> when you encounter somebody that is very outspoken about their beliefs, you know, the wise woman is the one that is going to be the one that is going to be living in her truth. And for some people, that's really scary and they don't know how to interpret that. And right. so immediately, especially in you know old times, and unfortunately we're seeing that pattern even today in society and it's really stupid. But um, you, you get chastised and judged for being this way that they don't understand. Yes. So, yep. you know- A lot and, of that comes from indoctrination as well and, and religion. Yes. yes, and it's not really supposed to be there. You know, it's not, there isn't, there isn't, you're not supposed to kill a woman that is able to heal you and speak up for herself. You know, just because she uses her voice to hold boundaries doesn't mean that she's evil, you know? So it's, I feel like it's just kind of another way. And, you know, I, I get very feminist just because, you know, especially <laughs> nowadays. Right. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because I feel like the female voice is constantly being shut down. And a lot of it is due to this falsehood that God or Christ is, you know, inherently there. It's all men right. and, it, and you can only be healed by men. And, you know, without Mary, Christ wouldn't be there. So, I, I don't know. There's, there's so much, and that, you know, I mean, Mary, the mother, but then there's also Mary, the wife, you right. know, and, right. um, 
I just, I just want people to be able to see that women can be anything. They can be wise women and they can be called a witch or they can be called a Wiccan or they can be called Christian and it's okay. You know what I mean? It's not, we don't have to judge and chastise one another because of what we call ourselves. For sure. Um, sure. But yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm a witchy woman. I mean, it's so interesting when you really look at the history of it and, and, and dive deep into it, because like you said, all, of the, all, of the, all a witch is, is, you know what I'm saying, wise, but at the same time, a healer. And, a healer. Um, you know, we all could use some good healing. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's another book. I can't, I can't remember the full name. It's The Devil Something. But it's a real, real, real good book about um, the Salem witches and what happened there. I just can't remember. I'll put that in the comments as well. Um, so I advise everyone to take a look at that one. Um, damn, I had something I was going to say regarding. Well, you know, I, I have to tell you something kind of crazy that I found out recently because I did that like Ancestry DNA. Yeah, go for it. I have family that dates back to the Salem witch trials. No. Wow. wow. Nice. Wow. So, that is not a coincidence. Hello, witchy. Hello, witchy. Hello, witchy. I like that's it. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> that's a t-shirt. Hello, witchy. That's wow. a t-shirt. <laughs> wow. That's definitely a t-shirt. You know, a lot of it, um, a lot of it comes, you know, you brought up patriarchy. That's obvious. Um, that's, I agree hundred percent. Um, power um by acknowledging that women have that ability it's not just women men too um but yeah but acknowledging that they they do or did have that power um mm -hmm. went against everything in society but then when you look at and i'm gonna use christianity because it is the most popular religion um if you look at that and how that was infiltrated and manipulated and utilized by the roman empire Right. Mm -hmm. You look at the council of, I forget the name, Dasanera, Dasan, council of something, 700 AD, not Nicaea, but a different council is when they actually made the decision. And by they, I mean the powers of the world at that time, you know, they had clergymen and the Pope. And um, at that time, uh, this was after Julius Caesar. I'm sorry, this was after uh, Constantine. I'm sorry, not Julius Caesar. So I'm not, I can't remember who the Roman leader was at that time. But long story short, they condemned, they, they made the decision to condemn all, meta, anything metaphysical, including astrology, numerology, which is everything. That's why you see those in a lot of the interpretations of the Bible that condemns it. Well, if you do that, they made that decision. Man made that decision, Right. So all of a sudden, over generation, generation, there's this mindset of what the metaphysical is, right? Mm -hmm. It's evil, right? And, and when that's infiltrated in people's minds, then that's the first thing they're going to think of. That's why homegirl don't want she's evil when you're talking about tarot cards, because she's been indoctrinated by that book at the end mm -hmm. of the day. And it's, you know, like I'm not I'm not attacking the religion, but it's the dogma, like you said, you know, the dogma. 700 A.D. That means 700 years after the man supposedly walked the earth, right? Mm -hmm. They're making these decisions on, on, on what the dogma, what the actual gospel should be. And mm -hmm. that brainwashes minds, that indoctrinates minds. Yeah. 
you know, and I'd like to point out, let me, let me actually turn off my, sorry, we can edit that out. I was like, the sun was like piercing my eyeballs. Sun, sorry. Sun gazing <laughs> over there. I know. So <laughs> what I wanted, to, what I wanted to point out was that <clears throat> Jesus didn't hang out with the Pharisees, with the holy men of the time. He hung out with, you know, lepers and prostitutes and people who had no money. He hung out with people that needed love and that needed attention, that needed acknowledgement that their existence mattered. He wasn't hanging out with businessmen and people that had money and the holier people, <coughs> you know, had all the money. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to point out also that churches nowadays, unfortunately, it's a business. Right. Definitely. Oh, 100%. You know? It's not, it's not it's about a business that faith. doesn't get taxed. How about that? <laughs> yeah. 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 Can I just say like, um, isn't, who is the guy that has that giganto Christian church? Somewhere Olste in, is it Olste Joel Osteen? 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 Yeah. Uh, Joel, Osteen? Joel Osteen. Joel? Yeah. That freaking guy. Yeah. When they were having all those, like that, all the floods and stuff, or like, oh, it was, it was the Houston. freezing in Texas or something like that. Right. When, when, when Texas was basically freezing to death he didn't take in any of his of his um of his people like the people that came to the church right. i guess he just like fucked off and did whatever he's like oh and i'm like that is not what like are you kidding me like you're the one that is preaching the sermon every sunday like you think christ would have done that but you know what the, like you know what the more sad part is is mm -hmm. that when he opened back up people still came and filled that place and still put money in the in the collection plate it's just so <laughs> frustrating, right. you know, because it's like nobody wants to acknowledge that part, right. you know, because it's scary. They're scared of the concept of going to hell. They're scared of, you know, standing up to it's what the, they've been. Fear techniques. Fear techniques. Yes. Yes, exactly. You know, and they're afraid of what's going to happen to them if they say, um, <clears throat> this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <gasps> She said, "What? It's it's it's, it's always been easier to uh, to steer steer people that are afraid. Yes, and um, because people who are afraid are compliant. Very much like that. That is true. Yeah. That is very true. And I think we're all true. yeah. I think we're all witnessing that right people now in society as well. But that's a whole other subject. Um, all right, Lorelai, tell tell everybody number one. <laughs> where they can listen to your podcast, but that mm -hmm. also where they can contact you, find you, social media, all that stuff. So I have a website. And um, when you look for Third Eye with Lorelai, don't spell it out T-H-I-R-D because you're not going to find it. I decided to get really lame and creative. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's your podcast three, name is dope, by the way. It, I like it, too. Um, I just dope. spelled it with a three, the number three. Right. So right. it's www.3rd. E Y E with L O R E L E I Lorelei. Nice. So if you go to www.thirdeyewithlorelei.com, you will find everything. How to contact me? You can look at the. You could listen to the podcast. You can see my most recent YouTube. You can see actually you're up there, RL. Um, you. For for the the next coming podcast Check interviews. Out, Check them out. It's really good. We had a good Just discussion. <laughs> 
So yeah, you can find everything there. Um, you can find me on Instagram too um, at 3rd.eye.with.lorelei. Um, and then also I'm my, I host on Anchor, but I'm I'm every all the podcast platforms nice. I'm on there. You just have to spell it right with the three RD. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's been awesome discussion. Um, definitely got to have you back on. So hopefully you'll come yes. back on and hang with us again. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're ever and- if you're ever in the Texas area, we do do a in studio show as well called The Lounge, which Ooh. will be coming out pretty soon. We'd love to have you in studio. So definitely contact us. Um, but no, this this was great. Everybody out there, um, make sure you subscribe to Akasha Flicks, www.akashaflicks.com. That's where you can see the video of the podcast, as well as many other shows on the platform. Conscious content for the mind, body and soul. We got, like I said, an in-studio show we do called The Lounge, which is super dope. My man, Chef Definition, got his own cooking show on there. Right. We've got um, and a bunch of other other people on there as well. So really looking forward to that. And and your support means everything. So definitely subscribe to that. Otherwise, uh, we'll be back next time for uh, another episode. Brother, you got anything to say? No, no. um, It's been a great show. Great show. And um, I look forward to having you on the guest as a guest again. Really so. Thank you so much. It was so good to finally meet you too, Deshaun. Thank you. Thank you. Good to meet you as well. (laughs) The quiet nurturer. (laughs) Yeah, right, right, right. right. (laughs) All right. Well, we are out of here and y'all be good. Peace. Peace.